0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Drinkers Like You. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. It's time for another installment of Alcohol Disasters, and I don't know how many of these we can do. Usually our episodes don't come with a death count quite this high, but we're going to look at three different disasters today and hopefully learn how to not die. Uh, Look, it might get depressing. You might want to have a drink. (laughs) to have a drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink.
1: I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
0: I'm,
2: I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker.
1: And I'm Casey Price.
3: Hey, hey, hey guys. <coughs> How's everybody doing? Swell. Existing. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'll spearhead this um, oh, no. because, I don't know, I had the ass-numbing adventure <laughs> of driving to New Holland, Michigan I'm, and back. I'm sorry, I... Almost non-stop. Sorry, I couldn't
2: make that trip with you. I initially had
3: planned to, and stuff came up. Nearly thirteen hours consecutive in the car.
0: Uh, I would die. Like I can't even be in the car that, like <clears throat> two hours anymore. be
3: like, said I have back pain. Um, <laughs> and being in the car that long, no bueno, no. Bueno.
0: Meanwhile, Emmett and I went swimming.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See, when he said uh, uh, when he said ass numbing,
0: and playing Mario he said ass
2: numbing. I thought something had happened with Emmett. I was like, what did the child do? <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, uh, yeah, that's fair.
3: Yeah. I <laughs> went up to pick up my day of the dragon stuff and it was, you're like, Oh, it's an event at the thing. No, it's literally like it was not a, an event, even though at the end they're handing flyers like, Oh, visit one of the brew pubs in the area. Uh, like you're just like, come out to our distribution warehouse and drive through. <laughs> Just stay in the car, tell us your order number, we'll put it in your trunk, and then you leave. it's
2: a bum's Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> the less human interaction, the better. That's, uh, I've, that's what I've always said.
3: <laughs> but yeah, I wish I'd had the time to uh, hit one of the brew pubs or something, but... Uh, they were. I literally had no other reason to hang around town, so I'm there immediately when they start to pick up my order. And it's like, well, the brew pubs don't open until like noon. I'm like, well, it's nine a.m. I'm not hanging around no. this town where there's nothing for three hours. So it's like that's three hours I can put between me and this mm-hmm. town and get headed back home. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a blast. But I did stop. Yeah. Did stop and uh, meet with our good friend Smoke uh, down. At Green, is it Green Bush, Green Brush Brewing? I can't remember. remember. Uh, down in Southern Michigan, and uh, had, as he stated, above average food and average <laughs> beer. And it was like, no, no, it delivered exactly not well. The food was, I had like two pounds of meat. I mean, because so. <laughs> I was like, give me the barbecue sampler oh, platter with three yeah. meats, and I didn't realize how much meat was coming. And literally, the guy came out and said, like when they were bringing the order, I goes, who had the meat? <laughs> <laughs>
0: All of the meat. It's Me, either. I guess.
3: <laughs> he came up to you like at the end
2: of Boogie Nights, and he just <laughs> dropped it on the table.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what happened. With a cold side of cheddar grits. Oh. Which, <laughs> the, the, no, they were cold. I mean, and At first, like we were both like, is that just how, how they eat them here? We're used to southern grits. Yeah. Like, Did do do the northerners eat them cold? I mean, fine, whatever. No, it's oh. cold in the north. No, they just didn't turn the burner on for the pot where the grits were to be heated up, and so it was just a giant pot of cold grits. Fine, I'd still eat it. And then upon request, she said, well, we don't have a microwave, so it would literally be like a half an hour to get you hot ones. Like, so do you just want a different side? <laughs> mm. But other than that, uh, great experience. Indiana's weird. <laughs> um Oh, also yeah, got like, lost. I yeah. Got lost in trying to leave that brewery, and uh, Google's like, "I'm gonna take you through weird, like Michigan farmland," <laughs> and it's like directing me on dirt roads across some farm. That's perfectly okay. And I'm like, I have no idea where. I was just like, I don't know where I am. What's going on? I'm in a Prius driving through a field. <laughs> this is fine.
2: <laughs> a Prius driving through a field. It's fine. I'll get out of here before I run out of gas. <laughs> yeah
3: if I keep it under 25 miles an hour, I'm not using gas. So <laughs> remember coming back from Well, that day. It was hot. That day it was hot as balls. So yeah, it was because the batter is like, I can't, I can't handle your need for AC.
2: <laughs> I was going to say, cause I remember the driving back from, uh, Asheville and we were just like, we can almost make it. We, if we had pushed, we might have, if we had, if we had rationed better, we might've rolled into Pikeville.
3: On fumes. On fumes. <laughs> but-, but,
2: uh,
1: uh, yeah. Um, Should have just taken the uh, the ferry on up a little bit and went over to Wisconsin.
3: <laughs> See, I I had waited return trips with my timing, and I didn't want to be spending the night. Like yeah. I just, I didn't want a hotel room involved. I just wanted to be up and back because I tried to plan a stopover in Chicago, and then when I was gonna be meeting up with Smoke, I was like, you know what, that's three hours I can shave off because I was like, he'll be bringing me beer from Chicago anyways. So there's no point in me stopping. Up. Yeah. Don't want
1: to so, go to uh, Sheboygan?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: So I, uh, it's a big hit up in
1: Sheboygan.
2: I had a fun, uh, fun realization, uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, my, uh, my boss has recently, uh, Uh, recently left the company and gone somewhere else and we're looking at the schedule and for Friday night last week I was going to bed and then I had a sudden thought and I checked I checked something on the schedule and I went hmm that's that's odd and so I uh the next morning, I called our, uh, the, the manager above where my, my branch, uh, where my previous manager was, and I said, We, uh, we did, we are not, for whatever reason, celebrating Memorial Day a week early, are we? And they're like, No. Okay. Well, then I'm remaking the schedule, and I'll, uh, I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, uh, Because there was suddenly no one scheduled for a Monday. No, suddenly... suddenly, (laughs) A random Monday.
2: (laughs) Suddenly a random Monday, everyone left at (laughs) 2. And I went, hmm, yeah, we're going to have to make some some changes. And so some phone calls were made, and it got sorted out. But it was just a a sudden... Oh. Okay. One of those things that you find out so late in the day you have to kind of like it's because I literally just before bed, I had to get up, walk around for a few minutes and go like, okay I need plan A, B, C and D. Okay, now that I've got those, I might be able to get some sleep now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I get that that stress. Awakeness. Yeah. And having to plan
3: through it. But it was a I don't. I sleep. I'm. I am the dead. I'm when I'm in that bed until the alarm goes off, unless the child decides to yell out for random reasons. <laughs> but yeah, must be nice to not have anxiety. <laughs> oh no, I have it. It's just during waking <laughs> yeah, hours. I, I'm so tired. By the time I like, I fell asleep trying to watch uh, YouTube videos on my phone. I was like, I'm gonna watch this video real quick before I go to. <laughs> it was again when we were um going through the interviews uh when we had to start therapy with Emmett, and they were like what things keep you up at night and I said I just chuckled and I was like nothing <laughs> I was like I'm so exhausted by the time I make it to the bed it doesn't matter what's on my mind my mind just shuts the f down it's would, just like 404 it's like you're done <laughs> we uh
2: but yeah the uh i will say like it's been been a hectic uh hectic week and uh as uh as i said in the discord uh earlier today i miss beer been so i've been been busy with a lot of stuff going on and i've had to get up early uh, a couple of times earlier than normal uh a bunch of the, lately and so i have not had the time to like i can't like yeah it's fine just drink some you'll you'll be okay no you gotta wake up early and i don't need. <laughs> I don't need the I don't need to run the yeah. risk of a mild hangover while I'm trying to do something else.
0: Like yeah, nobody needs to feel like that. If, I've if I've been
3: dealing out. with that about being sick. I didn't I don't know if I'd been sick or if it'd been allergies for like the last 2 weeks. Mm. And then I've just been so exhausted and busy and just like hadn't really drank since our last episode until like last night. Yeah. And it's just like this pile up of beer and things. <laughs> are off the rails and I don't know. Not often you hear someone say, man, I've got to start drinking. (laughs) I mean,
2: I
1: I was going
3: to say
2: amongst us. (laughs) We'll take it. How have you been Casey? How, how how the twins
1: twins are doing good. Um, just, they were away in Michigan with, uh, Ashley for, I don't know, a week, a little bit less than a week. So I got Tom alone at the house. It was wonderful. <laughs> I was gonna say you're just okay cause
2: cause I immediately pictured this
1: the Tom cruising it or... yeah
2: were you, yeah. Were, you, were you dirty or were you uh, uh, risky businessing it just... <laughs> yeah
1: all the way through.
3: no, 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 I want him to be dirty dancing it. Let's <laughs> he was Patrick Swayze in that bad boy. <laughs> So no he was doing both
2: parts so he tried to run and jump into his own arms and yeah. tried to lift himself up and then realized he wasn't underneath him and he just fell to the ground
1: it took a minute though it was very cartoony mm-hmm. it's the uh you have to realize they're not there but no so uh she was gone it was enjoyable they're back but it's enjoyable it for other reasons yes I, I missed them, so it was it was good that they came back. They brought back meats from my favorite grocery store, oh. second favorite. Uh, it's up there in the top. So not Jungle <laughs> Gems, uh, but uh, there's another one in Michigan Fact. I like, and so uh, they brought back like house made bacon, pepper bacon, Cajun um, bacon.
2: Unrelated. Someone someone like was talking like, oh yeah, uh, what, what's what's uh, Trader Joe's is the best, and I just went
3: no. <laughs> It is not. I'm still you want, dying
0: to go to Trader Joe's. There's there's one like 20 minutes from us, and I'm like,
3: Ugh. you want the international market that illegally sells <laughs> uh, international goods, whereas and they just send someone. It's it's pretty widely known that Jungle Gems just sends people to some countries, <laughs> buys stuff not for resale, and brings it back and puts it. Oh for resale. yeah, I'm okay with that. What are they gonna do?
2: Come over here and stop us! Yeah, <laughs> totally cool. For that.
3: So it's like you can you can get a whole bunch of stuff that you shouldn't be able to get mm-hmm. on the shelves at Jungle Gyms, but the store is amazing. Like I would, there's nothing you can really knock them for, <laughs> and it's great because you can just see Jim like riding around on a Segway dressed as a stormtrooper on a random Thursday because he wants to.
1: <laughs> uh, um. Hey. We've got a new beer coming up um, this weekend. Coming, we'll be brewing a – it's a saison, but it's made with – I'll be using a flavor. It's the first time I've had to actually put in a TTB formula approval because it's a flavored malt beverage and not just like a fruit that's been added. And so um, it's honeysuckle, and you really can't get enough honeysuckle to – to do that you got to use an extract for it so this weekend uh, you say yeah um so (laughs) i won't necessarily be doing the brewing though um we're doing it
2: for i i just (sighs) i don't need to be involved in that process
1: yeah you can come by (laughs) hang out that's yeah absolutely Um, i just
2: need to know what it tastes like
1: (laughs) oh okay well you're more than welcome to come try that too uh with a saison like the yeast adds so much character so we wouldn't know for another two weeks anyways but yeah Uh, this beer is going to be brewed by the ladies in the brewery. And, um, and so we're going to be, they, they came to me and said they wanted to do um, something for a, an event that was happening in Pikeville. It's a uh, mountain, the mountain girl experience. Um, It's an all day tribute to women in in the mountains. And so um, I said, yes, we can do it, but I'm not doing it. You are. And so uh, (laughs) they, that way they could, you know come up with recipe they're going to brew it everything i'll be there to help out or whatever but it's going to be their their work that goes into it so um it'll be fun
0: that's cool
3: (sighs) yeah that's great um i saw the thing you all got tagged with um i think was it ethereal that i saw post the thing and you all got tagged with it was Something about the, uh, it may have been Pink yeah. boot Society or something, but it, I think it had to do with
1: yeah, that. Yeah, because we'll be taking that beer up to, um, we'll, it'll be featured in the Pink Ooh. Boots tent at the Craft Bash in Louisville and this
3: Louisville. year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, I saw Ethereal was pimping out about that event going on, and uh, if you're interested in more of that, and this won't be the official. I was going to say, like, hey, Brittany, Brittany
2: I'm sure show. you may have something to talk about, but all I was thinking was like, man, that's a good segue. <laughs>
3: It's a good segue, but...
2: Uh,
0: I, I, I'm I'm honestly... <laughs> <ready>.
3: <laughs> well, if you just want us to segue, then we then, will. Then Casey is showing a good
2: down. example of uh, what some other breweries should be doing that you could hear about what...
3: Uh, yeah, uh, in, in the last couple of weeks or last couple of years, uh, you you may have heard the stories decades. about uh, yeah, uh, racism, sexism, a lot of isms taking place in the craft beer community. Uh, And these things have just always been kind of brushed under the rug and uh, we kind of finally, I don't know, for a while we've known it and we've talked about it personally and it's like what do you do with these situations and it's like how do we do anything about this other than not being racist, sexist, objectifying POSs when we're out and it's like well. We have a platform. We, you're you're here listening. We can say, "Hey, don't do that. It's not not cool. You're making other people in the spaces very uncomfortable." But uh, we we decided to finally cover it. We found a nice a nice short little ish. short write up. <laughs> yeah, because we don't we don't do our own write ups for the news show. Uh, we pull everyone else's and then tell you where it came from. Filter
2: it through our drunken lens.
3: Yeah. <laughs> And so finding one that kind of just gave the the broad strokes of what's going on was kind of rough because they're all like massive. It would take us two hours to read the whole story. Yeah.
2: But uh, but yeah, we we even kind of were saying, it's like, yeah, how how could someone kind of improve these things? And literally Casey just describes, yeah, what if we did this? Yeah. Like, yeah, because Casey's not a piece of shit. <laughs>
1: Well, I am, but... (laughs) For other (laughs) reasons. Not not in this instant. Uh,
2: It's like, in other things, but not not this. Uh,
3: No, I like that, where you're like, sure, you're going to do it because you're going to take ownership for this. It's not my place. He's like, I want you to
1: come in and do that. If they want to do it, then it's their their cause. I mean, yeah, we're going to help and put resources behind it, but ultimately... (laughs) the whole idea of the pink boot society is to kind of, um, give access to, or the ability to kind of do it yourself, um, the education behind it. And so that's kind of what we, we want to promote. Yeah. Um, also
2: in the, in the news, we had some, uh, some stuff that was a little less depressing, like, uh, Trappist's, <laughs> uh Trappist, uh, Trappist, uh, monks beating out, uh, uh, Old, uh, old quarry, old Belgian quarry money for, uh, water rights.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well yeah. you'll have to go listen to the whole story, but the quarry may have, the, yeah, that company may have come up with their own strategy and just waiting the monks out. And, uh,
0: uh, and dogs helping with. Uh, contain like it- contaminated. I guess is the better checking
2: scotch uh, checking Dog-
3: barrels to be used for Dog scotch
2: scotch inspectors. That's that's the easiest way to say it. Mm. It's not the most Preferred. accurate, but it's the easiest way to say it.
3: <laughs> uh, all that and more. Have a
2: dream. Have a dream. News. Yeah. <laughs> you can find that at its own feed. Same name, just with news at the end of it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh. Well. Uh, I think it's about everything for now. I think it's time we get into the topic. We're not bad drunk.
1: Yeah.
2: Welcome to uh, Alcohol Disasters Two: Electric Boogaloo. All twos are electric boogaloo. It's a rule. I mean. If we get to a third one somewhere down the line, it'll be with the Vengeance or a Disaster harder. Uh, but <laughs> but right now, uh, I don't know. I don't I don't know where we go from these, because these are super depressing. Uh, we got three stories. First up, we're going to do the most recent one.
1: Well, hold up. Oh. I just thought of something like halfway after you segued on. Um, in a trilogy, the second one's always the most depressing.
2: Yeah, true. I mean, the first you've one. got first one had a lot of deaths too, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, but so I mean, like,
2: although this one I think does have more. I think, I think, uh, I think we have a higher body count in this one than the first one. The first one also just involved like a whole warehouse of wine being the destroyed, first one... or warehouse allegedly having wine in it. The first destroyed.
3: one also had well, a wake where everyone was killed in a beer flood at the wake. Yes. And also in which where people died of alcohol poisoning from rushing to the gutters and then you people the, who actually just drowned in the mm-hmm. wave. I don't know. We, we got to compare some I, body counts.
1: I, I mean... Well, we lost uh, Alderaan in in the first, and then things get dark in the second.
2: Yeah. Look, we we don't even know anyone from Alderaan, except Jimmy Smits.
0: Who, you know, granted.
2: <laughs> He's got a name, but his name is Jimmy Smiths. I know exactly his name, but we're not getting into a Star Wars discussion right now. Um, no, so uh, we have breaking news from 2011. Breaking uh,
3: news from 10 years ago.
2: <laughs> uh, no, this is coming from a BBC uh, – most of this is coming from a BBC – uh, a series of BBC articles kind of updating this. Uh, an industrial unit in Lincolnshire where five men were killed in an explosion uh, was being used to produce illegal oh. vodka, the police <laughs> confirmed. First of all, there's illegal vodka that was being made – it's being made in the UK. Um so Moonshiners aren't just in Kentucky, uh, aren't just aren't in the, the U.S., I guess. Uh, they at least refine making... their product. Yeah. I mean, do they?
1: <laughs> if it's vodka.
2: Well, okay, it's yeah. It's great the, liquor. The, the vodka people are refining their stuff.
3: Sorry. <laughs> I'd say the, <laughs> well, the sure, illegal which people just... probably not uh, really refining it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I do now feel bad about making light of this because five Lithuanian men died. Uh, apparently they died for bringing in fumes during the fire at the industrial estate in Boston, Lincolnshire. During, uh, during the investigation at the time, it was discovered that the men were making counterfeit vodka to sell at a cheaper price. Um, as I said, the moonshine mentality is not only an American thing. Uh, there was one other member of the counterfeit group, uh, Reites, uh Sorry, I probably shouldn't roll my R's on that. Raitis Grek... Uh, Grekis, who survived the exp- uh, explosion with only, quote, extensive burns. Ugh. Mr. Grekis said oh, no. they had no. all smoked inside the unit while working. He said he thought someone had lit a cigarette with a lighter before the blast.
0: I wonder what could have caused anything to go wrong. Uh, even g-
2: because they died from from inhalation. He, depending on how how the alcohol how strong you know they were making parts of it. If you lit you know, because when you ignite alcohol it does not always show flame. That's yes. half of what's so dangerous. Who knows when that fire started?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um,
0: All the variables, really.
2: So there, there's a lot that could have gone wrong with this. Um, also, if you had seen pictures of it, it, they say warehouse. It looks if if when they say warehouse, you're thinking, oh, big facility. It looks like a warehouse where like they've sectioned it off, and you rent this section of the warehouse. Hmm. Like, think more like a
1: storage unit to then... That's what I was picturing a little bit, yeah. Um,
3: well, it had to be a really enclosed space for the, them to have died of inhalation.
2: Well, the uh, deputy... Uh, I don't know what term that is. It's some some part of the police in England... Guy Collings says uh, the existence of the inter- enterprise illustrates that there is a market for counterfeit alcohol. It would urge the public to ensure that they only purchase from legitimate sources and check products to ensure they're genuine. Uh, Mark Keel, a divisional manager uh, for advice and information at Lincolnshire Trading Standards, said we have seized, the counterfeit-, we have seized counterfeit alcohol in the past and it contains uh, substances such as chemicals used in the cleaning products that would certainly be harmful to people's health. So maybe not necessarily these guys, but people in the past are making this vodka with, you know, Drano and dish soap or whatever, you know,
1: they'll buy, they'll buy taxed, uh, untaxed yeah. alcohol that has methanol in it. Right. And then try to redistill it to get the methanol out. Yeah.
3: Which. Uh, yeah. Which, leads to not good things.
2: Yeah. Probably
3: not good alcohol. That.
2: <laughs> this might be the lowest body count. Of our stories today, Um, so and the people involved with it, you know, you kind of want to go. Well, they're it 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 borders on that verge uh, on that on that edge of a dumb criminal stories Mm where you're like, oh, this was a dumb thing to do, yeah, but also five people died,
0: yeah,
1: uh, so. It was like checking your gas can's depth with a lighter.
2: <laughs> I don't know how deep this thing goes. Let's take a look. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they died from from. Initial reports said that they had died instantly. Later, one said they died from breathing in fumes during the fire, which makes me think. I don't think it was all that instant.
3: Oh. <laughs> uh... I think there was some suffering.
2: Yeah. Mm. So, that's rough. Let's have a drink and move on to the next story.
1: John Neal, hold on. John Neal from the uh, Daily Mail article, Mm. uh, whose family owns a potato farm near Boston, said, the illegal distilling of alcohol from potatoes is common in this area. All the Latvians have been coming around to the farm asking for 30 or 40 bags of potatoes.
2: (laughs) They're all like, I ain't paying the 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 duties on, on vodka. I'll
3: make my own. That's right. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah. Well, let's uh, cheer things up a bit. No. <laughs> no. Uh, so mm. the Cheapside Street whiskey bonfire. Hmm. Every yeah, I hear Cheapside.
2: I just think of a bar in Lexington. Hmm. <laughs>
3: Well, on the evening, and I'm like, of, man,
2: they they got they caught fire.
3: Oh, on the evening of twenty eighth of March, nineteen sixty, a fire started in a bonded warehouse owned by Arbuckle Smith and Company in Cheapside Street, Anderson, Glasgow. Of course,
2: <laughs> did Glasgow. you did you think it was going to be anywhere else?
3: The Glasgow Fire Service was initially alerted by a 999 call, which is what we in North America know as 911, uh, at 7.15 p.m. from the foreman of the El Dorado Ice Cream Company, which was near the whiskey bond. He reported smoke coming from a second-floor window of the warehouse. In response, two pumps from the West Station, with Sub Officer James Calder in charge, were sent, along with a turntable ladder from Central Station. Also responding initially was the fireboat, <laughs> was it Saint Mungo, yeah. and a salvage tender and crew from the Glasgow Salvage Corps. Because Saint, when Saint, someone says there's a bonded warehouse on fire, your initial thought is, "Well, we've got to get some salvage teams out there." Saint Salvation. Mungo, but
2: I hear Mungo and I'm thinking of uh, Blazing Saddles. That's sad. Yeah, yeah. Mungo. It's Mungo, right? But.
3: Oddly enough, not the first time I've heard of uh, Saint Mungo. Hmm. So
2: the uh, but yeah uh, the the. Salvagemen men uh, play a part in this as it goes on, but yeah, you're oh. <laughs> in Scotland. A bonded whiskey place is on fire. This is the most important thing you can do. Save it.
3: The first fire crews arrive at 7:21 p.m. After a quick reconnaissance, three more pumps were requested to attend. Crews were informed <laughs> by civilians that <laughs> crews were informed by civilians. I don't mean that... to lo- go ahead.
2: I was going to say, I don't mean to laugh. I'm just thinking of like them rolling up in there, 721. They look around very quickly and go, we're going to need a bigger boat.
3: <laughs> Promptly. We're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> crews were informed by civilians that smoke and flame had been seen on the Warwick Street side of the building, and additional crews and equipment were sent to investigate. Assist- <clears throat> assistant Firemaster Swanson had now arrived on the scene and having been fully apprised of the situation increased the number of pumps to 8 the message was sent at 749 so things have escalated rather quickly
2: yeah. <laughs> ron swanson looks around and says no you need more fire engines
3: also it's not all ron the, swanson but i'm just all picturing the bacon and out. eggs you have uh, seconds after it was transmitted, an explosion occurred. The warehouse contained over a million gallons of whiskey, held in twenty-one thousand wooden casks, and thirty thousand gallons of rum. God. As the temperature of the fire increased, some of these casks ruptured, causing a massive boiling liquid, expanding vapor explosion—a BLEVE.
0: Oh, I was saying BLEVE in my head. BLEVE. I don't know which is correct.
3: Not sure. Right.
0: Does not matter? Go
3: ahead. That burst the front and rear walls of the building outwards, causing large quantities of masonry to collapse into the street. It's
2: a big, you know, facility. An explosion so big, that the front and back yeah. blew out.
1: <laughs> I've had that problem.
3: <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So what is the bleve or the bleve? The B-L-E-V-E is an explosion caused by the rupture of a vessel containing a pressurized liquid that has reached temperatures above its boiling point. Because Mm. the boiling point of a liquid rises with pressure, the contents of the pressurized vessel can remain liquid so long as the vessel is intact. If the vessel's integrity is compromised... The loss of pressure and dropping boiling point can cause the liquid to rapidly convert to gas and expand extremely rapidly. The gas is combustible as well, as is the case, e.g. with hydrocarbons and alcohols. Further damage can be caused by an ensuing fire. I feel like
2: it's not exactly, but I feel like it's a similar concept to like a dry ice bomb. Not exactly, so, but it's just the, like the, the quickly changing from states. Hmm.
1: The the did we explain what bleve like? That's the, that's what that was, yeah. I mean, like, but the name itself. Oh yes. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, it was a brief sentence, basically. But
2: okay, boiling liquid and expanding yep. vapor explosion. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. gotcha. Yeah, um, I, I would probably akin it to something like putting, um, putting vodka in a pressure cooker. And then having it near an open flame. Right,
0: right.
3: We do not suggest you do this at all. Please don't. Yeah, Yeah. please no. don't.
0: Uh, yes, because uh, this collapse instantly killed three firemen in Cheapside Street, as well as 11 firemen and five salvagemen who were battling the blaze from the rear of the building in Warwick Street. By 8.12 p.m., Firemaster Chadwick assumed command and upgraded the incident to 20 pumps, which is <laughs> fire engines uh at its peak 30 pumps five turntable ladders and various special vehicles attended and all 450 firefighters from the greater glasgow area were involved in fighting the fire which took a week to extinguish (laughs) a
2: week a week of con of of constant fire
0: yeah
2: like i mean like 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 but yeah Jesus. Uh
0: witnesses reported seeing bright blue flames leaping forty feet or twelve meters into the sky, with the glow visible across the entire city. Neighboring buildings, including a tobacco warehouse, an ice cream factory, and the Harlan and Wolf engine works, were engulfed. The recovery of the bodies in Work Street was not completed until ten twenty AM on the thirty first of March. The incident Which remains we're Britain's worst very close to
2: uh, no, never mind. We're past. This is May, not March. But-
0: it's, uh, it's, it's Britain's worst peacetime fire services disaster.
2: So, yeah, so it started
0: p- on the evening of the 28th. That's what I was tra- trying to scroll up yeah. to say. Okay, so the evening of the 28th, and this wasn't over until um, the recovery of the bodies wasn't completed until the 31st.
2: So I, I also want to point out like they're they're mentioning like they saw a bright blue flame 40 feet in the sky. Yeah. We I, I assume we've all seen the video of the the you know, the dumb drunk kid doing flaming shots and his face, catches fire and he like breathes oh, yeah, yeah. fire out. Imagine that. Yeah. But 40 feet in the air. Yeah, it's, it's
0: super uplifting episode here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, yeah,
2: look the the next one, the next one is probably a little less. I mean, never mind, a lot of people die from this one.
0: Say <laughs> so there's no winning here. Um, so, uh, but it's something a little different as far as the uh, issue at hand.
2: I I will point out that I kept seeing this thing pop up in our in our research. And I kept, exp- I was like, no, this has to do with, like, candy or something else. I, because I, I knew of the story. I didn't realize where it started. Mm. All
0: the details, yeah. So this is the Great Molasses Flood.
3: This so, was actually the inspiration for this series of episodes. Because hmm. we started talking about this, and then it was like, well, there's got to be more things, and I was like, and sure enough.
2: Well, is this in the the Great Beer Flood of London?
3: Yeah. Right, right,
1: right. The UK has a hard time yeah. with these.
0: <laughs> Y'all the UK. Some OSHA stuff going on. Uh, okay, <laughs>
2: look, we could we could have been here all day with the number of bourbon distilleries that have caught fire or collapsed. <laughs> we but literally there, it's have all basically that... the same.
3: We have that whole list of the. Whiskey distilleries that were lost to fire, yeah. or it's just all the whiskey distilleries like historical that were lost, and it's that what there's like five still in operation today that are like really old ones, and it's like every all the others like lost to fire, lost to fire, lost to yeah. fire, lost to fire. I've got it framed like in a closet somewhere. There's very few that weren't lost to fire. It's <laughs>
1: fire and prohibition.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Two right. things ended a lot of distilleries.
2: What's yeah. <laughs> the two leading causes of uh, historical causes of uh, uh, distillery closures <laughs> prohibition and fire.
0: <laughs> uh. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, so the Great Molasses Flood. The disaster occurred at the Purity Distilling Company facility at 529 Commercial Street near uh, Keeney Square. Uh, Molasses can be fermented to produce ethanol, the active ingredient in alcoholic beverages, and a key component in munitions. (laughs) Purity used the harborside commercial street tank to offload molasses from ships and store it for later transfer by pipeline to the Purity ethanol plant situated between Willow Street and Everettes Way in Cambridge. The molasses tank stood 50 feet tall and 90 feet in diameter and contained as much as 2.3 million US gallons. It's
3: a,
2: it's of a big tank. Yeah. Tank's, um, not, tank's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's not small. Uh, no, 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 no.
0: On January 15th, 1919, the temperature had risen above 40 degrees Fahrenheit, 4 degrees Celsius. Climbing rapidly from the frigid temperatures of the preceding days and the previous day, a ship had delivered a fresh load of molasses, which was warmed to reduce its viscosity for transfer. This
2: may have been a bad idea.
0: Yeah. Possibly due to thermal expansion of the older cold molasses inside, the tank burst open and collapsed at approximately 12.30 p.m., Witnesses reported that they felt the ground shake and heard a roar as it collapsed, a long rumble similar to the passing of an elevated train. Others reported a tremendous crashing, a deep growling, a, quote, thunderclap-like bang, and a sound like a machine gun as the rivets shot out of the train. <laughs> oh, gosh.
2: Okay.
0: So, uh, yes. <laughs> like that's a yeah
3: you hope <laughs> no one got hit by a rivet oh god yeah. uh, god i'm just like
2: thinking of like just some some poor worker nearby is suddenly riveted to the wall as this molasses <laughs> yeah or or the more cartoony thing where he's like standing like in this like mid run pose and there's a outline of rivets around him mm. <laughs> like I'd somehow just definitely. missed him
0: uh, so molasses density is about 1.4 tons per cubic meter, uh, 40% more dense than water. So it had a great deal of potential energy. The collapse translated this energy into a wave of molasses 25 feet high at a peak, Jesus. moving at 35 miles per hour. The wave was a sufficient force to drive steel panels of the burst tank against the girders of the adjacent Boston Elevated Railways' Atlantic Avenue structure and tip a streetcar momentarily off the L's tracks.
2: Also, when I hear how tall that is and how fast it's moving, I'm just picturing, up oh, from the depths, 30 stories high. <laughs> breathing sugar, it stands in the star- sky, molasses dun dun
3: dun <laughs> So you think about that. It, like it's frightening and it was a disaster. It really wasn't moving that fast. Like if you could if you had decent visibility, you could get out of the way.
1: I don't know, thirty-five mile about, an hour. Is pretty It doesn't quick. feel
0: that fast if you're in a car, but like thirty-five mile per hour winds is not fun.
1: I f-
3: I feel like you could. this thing with decent visibility, you could like, if you could see it kind of coming down the street, you'd be like, oh, okay, and like you, get, could, uh, you, could, you could you could you could reach higher ground. If you're on a bicycle, you could theoretically
2: get away from it. <laughs> on foot, you're you're running fast if you're yeah. close. <laughs>
3: A bicycle, yeah, you could you could turn left and get out of the way, hopefully. All right. um,
0: So Stephen Puleo describes how nearby buildings were swept off their foundations and crushed. Oh God, Jesus! Several blocks were flooded to a depth of two to three feet. Puleo quotes a Boston Post report: "Molasses, waist deep, covered the street and swirled and bubbled about the wreckage." here and uh here and there struggled a form whether it was animal or human being was impossible to tell only an upheaval a thrashing about in the sticky mass showed where any life was horses died like so many flies on sticky flypaper the more they struggled the deeper in the mess they were ensnared human beings men and women suffered likewise
3: See, now it, my, my comment Casey, I'm struggling to not say makes me feel bad now. And I'm like, and to this day, they have a problem with ants.
2: This is how you get ants. Uh,
3: <laughs> this is indeed how you get ants.
2: Casey, I want you to remember our dorm room the year we had the fruit fly problem. <laughs> yes. When various things were left out too long. Like the pumpkin,
1: or the bag of potatoes.
2: Yes. It's always a pumpkin. To which I was like, look, no one person was at fault here.
1: (laughs) We Uh, couldn't find the potatoes, though. We couldn't find a lot of those things. They were just still there. We thought it was the pumpkin. We threw the pumpkin out, and they were still there.
2: Look, again, there were a lot of things that contributed (laughs) to this. But imagine those fruit flies on the the strips of... (laughs) Strips of fly paper. It's horses. Now imagine that every one of those fruit flies is a horse. Horse flies? Not horse flies. <laughs> a horse.
0: If they were horse flies, everyone would be happy about it.
3: So, is there some industrial strength like horse paper that I'm not aware of? <laughs>
1: they make horses into it. We.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry. I was about to say like that's yeah yeah we put them up at equestrian games to uh <laughs> to catch those people during like the the jumps.
3: I, I hate it. Like it feels like we're being extremely insensitive. It's just how we're dealing with the, like the mass tragedy of this. Yeah. Like
0: do you gotta, yeah. you gotta,
3: you gotta so, do something?
1: Uh, um, you're otherwise like, you're not gonna keep listening <laughs> about them running away from the um running away from it if they saw it. I found a photo and it's of this building that was, you know, ripped off of its foundation.
2: Yeah. First of all, like it rips a building off its foundation. That's
1: a big, big wave. Right. And, and the, the kicker is like I was picturing, okay, it moves the building forward a foot or two. No, it literally like picks this building up. There's like the building edge of it is higher It's like leaning, I don't know, you've been and seen those wonder mansions, right? Where the building's like upside down, looks like. Yeah, it kind of has that feeling to it. Where, or like We could Witch of the West in it, where like you could have gotten picked up and the building put on top of you situation. Like it is taller, further off the ground than the firemen are. Like the foundation of the building has been ripped up.
0: Yeah. That's insane.
1: (sighs) All right. The Boston Globe reported that people were picked up by a rush of air and hurled many feet. Others had debris hurled at them for the rush of sweet-smelling air. A truck was picked up and hurled into Boston Harbor. After the initial waves, the molasses became viscous, exacerbated by the cold temperatures, trapping those caught in the wave but making it more difficult to rescue them. So that's –
2: that's the thing, when because we, we, we all, well, I don't know about all, but most of us have heard of this thing, and we think of it as a slow-moving wave of molasses destroying a city. What instead is happening is a, at least initially, a massive, like, burst of this sugary substance. And hot. Hot. Yeah. Hot. hot, sugary substance kind of, like, blasting into stuff. But some of it's not necessarily as hot as others because they're no. mixing of stuff, but still... It's a quick thing, and then, then it be, starts to get like even thicker and slower. Yeah. It, it <laughs>
1: that's when the ants came. That's when you get
3: ants. That's <laughs> when it becomes comical.
1: Um, so about 150 people were injured, and 21 people and several horses were killed. Some were crushed and drowned by the molasses or the debris that it carried within, like a house. Um, the wounded she's, people she's, she's included. The wounded included people, horses, and dogs. No cat. They were smart enough to get out of the way. Coffee fits became. Don't you lie to me. No <laughs> cat is actually smart.
3: They could move quick enough. Don't listen to them. Oh uh, no!
2: no. <laughs> you you put that cat. You put those earphones on that cat. It needs to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Uh, next time you come up, it'll murder you in your sleep. I'm sure. um, <laughs> the wounds include the wounded included people, horses, and dogs. Coughing fits became one of the most common elements after the initial blast. Edward Park wrote of one child's experience in a 1983 article for the Smithsonian. It reads: Anthony Distasio walked homeward with his sister from the Michelangelo School. was picked up by the wave and carried tumbling on its crest. Although Almost as though he were surfing. Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Then he grounded... Then he grounded in the molasses, rolled him like a pedal as the wave diminished. He heard his mother calling his name and couldn't answer. His throat was so clogged with the smothering goo. He passed out and opened his eyes to find three of his four sisters staring at him. First to the scene were were 116 cadets under the direction of lieutenant Commander H.J. Copeland from the USS Nantucket, a trading ship of the Massachusetts... can't say that word. Nautical School. Now the Massachusetts the Mass Maritime Academy that was docked nearby at the playground pier. They ran several blocks towards the accident and entered into the deep knee, deep sticky mess to pull out the survivors while others worked to keep the curious from getting in the way of the rescuers. The Boston police Red Cross army, Navy personnel army and Navy personnel soon arrived. Some nurses from the Red Cross divided, dived into the molasses while others tended to the injured. Keeping them warm and feeding the exhausted workers. I think that's one of the things. Like, so it went in hot, but forty the degrees cool. Fahrenheit. You, you know, you're cool going to get quickly. hypothermia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and
2: then, but and then you're just stuck in, like, not even like, you, you know, we we joke like the, the the idea of, like the 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 tar pits out in California, where like, oh, you'll slowly burn and then you'll be stuck in the. Think think being stuck. But you're. It's now cold. Yeah. And you and and people are like having to try to like dig you out of this stuff.
3: You you've suffered the hot like you you've been burned severely, and now you're stuck in the cold, like the even, cold mass.
1: I don't even know if it. I, I just feel like it's it's probably even coming out. It may have been around forty degrees, 40, 45 degrees, something like that. Not like boiling because it did go in, but the mass of the what was already in there probably. Well out
2: the, the temperature was forty degrees outside on right. that day. Uh the uh they had warmed the uh what the was initial going stuff in. That, that was going in. Uh, I'm trying to see if they had a, a temperature on that, but uh, yeah, no, they, don't, they don't say how hot, but I assume fairly warm. I don't know if necessarily it's enough to scald Or it might have been,
1: but the reason I say I feel like it was cold is because if they mentioned the fact that it was 40 degrees Fahrenheit outside, just slightly above freezing, and they called that warm, then, you know, it would have, they're saying that that warmed it up the 40 degrees. To me, that sounds like it would have been, you know, a a colder if they're saying 40 degrees warmed it up instead of saying 40 degrees cooled it down. Yeah. Um, Many of the people worked through the night and injured were so numerous that doctors and surgeons slept in a makeshift hospital in a nearby building Rescuers found it difficult to make their way through the syrup to help the victims and four days elapsed before they stopped searching Many of the dead were so glazed over in molasses that they were hard to recognize Uh, Okay,
2: let's let's really take apart the idea that the dead were glazed Yeah Yeah. layer of sugar what, over the corpses that they're finding now what which I, is a level of messed up my brain has trouble with
1: what i i kind of picture this is is i kind of go back to nine eleven when you had the debris and the dust cloud that you know everybody kind of looked just like ash covered and uh you couldn't tell who people were based on that and so that's kind of the the picture in my mind that I'm getting, especially with the idea that these Red Cross and, and, and doctors were just there helping people as they could in makeshift hospitals. Um, other victims were swept into the Boston Harbor and were found three to four months after the disaster. Uh, in the wake of the accident, 119 residents bought brought a class action lawsuit against the United States Industrial Alcohol Company, um, which had bought Purity Distilling in 1917. It was one of the first class action lawsuits filed in Massachusetts and considered a milestone in paving the way for modern corporate regulations. The company claimed that the tank had been blown up by anarchists <laughs> because some of the alcohol produced was used in making munitions. But a court-appointed auditor found the USIA responsible after a three-years hearing, and the company ultimately paid out about 62. $628,000 in damages adjusted to today's dollars, about 9.37 million,
2: which I feel like is still practically on, nothing.
3: Yeah. Like slap on the wrist.
1: Yeah. Especially when you split that amongst the 119 people in that lawsuit. Well, they give you the next,
2: that's in the next oh. sentence.
1: <laughs> okay. Then. Relatives of those killed reportedly received around $7,000 per victim, equivalent to about $104,000 in 2020 dollars. Um, The rest of that went to the lawyers because that's really who makes money in class action lawsuits. Yeah. I was going to say
2: that. I was like, like, oh, uh, they say life is cheap. About (laughs) $104,000.
1: Yeah. Um, Cleanup crews used salt water from a fireboat to wash away molasses and sand to absorb it. And the harbor was brown with molasses until summer. <clears throat> the cleanup in the immediate area took weeks, with several hundred people contributing to the effort. And It took longer to clean the rest of Great Bo- of the Greater Boston and its suburbs. Rescue workers, cleanup crews, and sightseers had tracked molasses through the streets and spread it into the subway <laughs> platforms, <laughs> to the seats inside trains and streetcars. Everything is sticky. Oh. <laughs> K- Casey phone, he- ants. telephone headsets, the ants. homes, countless other places. Everything that a Bostonian touched was sticky. It says, "Casey,
2: it's your nightmare."
1: It is, Ugh. it is.
2: <laughs> um, okay, so I did I did a quick accounting of the last episode's death count, the last episode uh, uh, disaster episodes death count. It is a total of twenty-two.
3: Oh wow! Oh okay.
2: Which Somebody. is one more than died in this disaster, oh, okay. not counting the other two.
3: All right, so, so we have a higher body count yeah but in the yeah. last episode we still had the uh there was a dead body included in in the count that wasn't was from the incident
2: which which was included in the count I gave you
3: okay. what was that uh, there was they, the, the weight the,
2: yeah the oh, one that okay. the one that uh well the, there's one that died of alcohol poisoning yeah. after the great London beer flood from drinking too much after
3: the, you're literally outside drinking it out of the gutters. B Y O G bring your own gutter.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Look, I don't spell very well. So sometimes yeah, maybe some someone else out there was like me and they need a little help. Mm. All right. Uh, so that's, that's about it for this episode. Um, it's, uh,
0: lot it's got to be covered though i mean
2: yeah and also at least this one ended with everything being sticky which is at least kind of funny it's all sticky Coven jam (laughs) and and there's your ready answer for the episode guys i know you were wondering (laughs) we 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 held out for a good long while
0: Hmm. because there's always an opportunity really
2: uh, but yeah, um, I don't know when the next one of these would be. Uh, there's there's a, there's a lot of disasters, but a lot of them are kind of the same. Uh, <laughs>
3: distillery, distillery burns down. Yeah, distillery catches fire.
2: Distillery catches fire. Distillery catches fire. Uh, the only one that I thought was kind of interesting that was not distillery catches fire was uh, Boulder Ruins Vineyard, and that's Ooh. only pictures, which is not. Uh, it turns out, uh, translate well to an audio podcast.
0: Mm. But that sucks too, though. Jeez.
2: It does suck. Don't get me wrong. The pictures are are, are amazing. And you're like, holy crap, this is awful. But also...
1: It needs the Kim Burns effect.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I bet you there's a Kim Burns documentary over some of this. Dearest Martha, Mm. the boulder came rolling down last week. The vineyard
2: has been ruined. Here in here in Italy, I don't know how we will continue on.
3: <laughs>
2: you may wonder why I'm speaking in a southern accent, but even Italy has a south. <laughs>
0: oh, on the that mo- note, <laughs>
2: the mountains aren't there, but be that as it may. God. <laughs> All right, but let's let's move on.
0: Drink with me, friend. Our beer did not make that sound.
2: <laughs> no, it did not. I drink did not make that sound either.
0: Hmm. Uh, so we had... Um, it's from last year. It is uh, in the Ray Ray series from Listerman Brewing here in Cincinnati. And it, Ray Ray? Is, Sorry, the, just wanted to say Ray. <laughs> this is the PB Mega Stuffed, uh, I guess, variant, is what we can say. Um... So this is an Imperial Stout 16.8% ABV uh, because Imperial Stout. Uh, It's Mm. aged in bourbon barrels with peanut butter and mega stuffed cookies. Does And uh, yeah, out of 163 ratings on untapped, it's got a 4.3 out of 5. I'm like, okay, sure. Sounds Uh, good. It is, it's very sweet. Not super carbonated anymore. Very syrupy like the molasses talk was very real.
3: <laughs> it's like a Listerman stout. Uh if you ever had one, you've had all of them. They're just you know, syrupy that's... adjunct heavy things.
2: And that feels feel, that feels like it could be accurate.
0: Yeah. yeah, here's the uh I do like the the art and and like I wanted to like the the actual it's, thing more.
3: You hold it up. Oh, so. It's it's
2: you have it's the, your blur your blurred out. background. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I didn't think about that, but uh, but yeah, it. I wanted to like it so much more. Like the description sounded great, and then. It's uh, well, I mean, one, it's not fresh, but then two, it's just it's so, I don't know. It's,
3: it's just syrup. sticky and so coating and. One or two sips, and you're like, yep, I really don't want more. It's just heavy.
0: But we, we drank it, so there's that. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, it's, I've definitely had worse, uh, but it, it, it did, did not meet my expectations based on the description.
3: Based on what you had to go through to get the beer. Mm. <clears throat> As in, you had to literally win a lottery for tickets to go to a tasting <laughs> event to have the privilege to purchase.
2: Yeah. I mean, that is a bit much. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what are you drinking, Bob? Uh, well, I'm
2: drinking uh, some. I was going to try to drink some whiskey to be to style, but then uh, uh, to style for a disaster episode, but like yeah. everything that burned was whiskey yeah. or rum. <laughs>
3: Flaming Uh, shots would be to style. That or my thought was uh, to just spill your drink. (laughs) Uh,
2: But I've been drinking uh, uh, some uh, sake tonight from uh, uh, Surprise, Surprise, Avoid Sake. It's
0: The place where we uh, interviewed people.
2: Yeah. I mean, if I'm close enough to get sake from them anytime I want well anytime they're open and I want <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: I will do it and that 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 qualifiers only because right now uh, very soon but right now they are only open on Sundays for uh, for bottles mm. very soon in the next month maybe maybe more depending on some things uh, they'll be open up for general okay. like just Coming in and doing stuff, uh, so <laughs> like drinking, like drinking.
3: So I can just uh, come in and plus, just do do whatever. I do what I want. Um, As
0: you buy a drink, you know, whatever. Uh, but no,
2: I would drink the uh, Opalescent from them. One of their uh, ne- so uh, their Negori. The uh, it is among my top three of. <laughs>
0: Out of the three bottles.
2: Out of the three. (laughs) No, the Opalescent is actually, like, they're all very good. The June Mai, though, I can drink any time. And if I, like, pop the top, I can just put something back on there and put it back in for for the night or something if I'm not you know quite finished with it. The Opalescent and the Reanimator, which is their coffee one, uh, you got to kind of mix them a bit. And uh, so those, I recommend drinking in one setting. It's only, like, uh, 13%. So... You can do it.
0: They're so unique. Uh,
2: they are. It's got a – it's a weird mix of like – as we talked about it during the, during the episode, the Jun Mai has like a kind of a fruity flavor.
1: Yeah. I think still, you all picked up melon. Like,
2: yeah, which is still kind of present in the opalescent, but it also has like a creamy mouthfeel. Oh, uh-huh.
0: yeah.
2: Which is – which like my brain is like, this is strange. But delicious, so
0: that drink is just a, a mind f. <laughs>
2: yeah, so it's it's real great. I, I actually do really enjoy it. So uh, I've been actually this is my my last little little shot of it. So,
1: come pie,
2: come pie. What about you, Casey? Uh, I, I, what, I am. What hilarious uh, hilarious thing can you tell us about?
1: Um, drinking a stella day. I am um, having Corona, Corona Light, lighter National Lager, four percent. Who knows the IBUs, but it's a small amount. Um, pres- well, uh, minimal here. IBU is what is listed in our thing,
2: and that that got me to comment at least in our doc. Good. Good. No, that's good.
1: Well um, done. Well played. It is for sure minimal. Um, there is a, a legal minimum, and I think this meets that. Uh, <laughs> it, it may not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brewers Association, uh, f- sorry, not Brewers Association. Beer Advocate, BA, uh, forty-eight out of one hundred. Uh, the reason it is
2: Brewers Association ratings uh, that, I would don't think like so. that would be like that would be interesting.
1: No, I know they wouldn't, but that would be fun to conflict of interest there.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah <love> um. <laughs> the reason it is too style is because Corona, of course, is no stranger to accidents and disasters Casey Uh, how much glass glass.
0: how much glass did
1: you ingest who knows at this point um but uh but yeah so they're they're definitely a disaster prone company not only in their their glass inclusion but also in their (laughs) buying habits of buying at the top of the market and selling at the low end yeah yeah I look I I
2: laughed uh like when in the span of of two years, like, I, I mean, we, we joke about the glass thing in the span of like le- Okay. Over three years, two times had I had to be warned, we need to recall, uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, Corona, uh, f- from this date, because there could be glass in it. Like yep. within that, that, that frame of time, you've got a problem. <laughs> you've got to <laughs> well... stop. You've gotta stop like shattering bottles near the bottling like near the 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 you know filling line or whatever because you're like at that
3: point you're just what are you doing <laughs> I like the comment uh someone had made on Twitter is like they're like, I don't know who's in charge of uh buying small craft breweries for uh constellation <laughs> like dudes on like a decades long cold streak. <laughs> <laughs> uh like sooner or
1: later that's gonna <laughs> like ab and Bev has done great buying yeah. buying um wicked weed. We like wicked weed has gotten distribution lined out. They've gotten, you know, they've they increased sales.
2: They make they make it, like as much as it pains me to say it from like the last couple time to- like last time I went down to Asheville or time before I guess. I was like they make a quality product. I can't be mad at them for that, but uh I Can't be mad at them for selling out. Look, given the option, yeah, I'd sell out too. Sure, absolutely. I'd I'd fall I'd fall ass backwards
3: into money.
1: <laughs> I still want to know how much.
3: I do too. But it was isn't it? It's the weird thing because they already had. It shouldn't have been a surprise that they sold out again because didn't they'd already made the founders of Wicked Weed made like a fortune from as seen on TV products. Oh. And then turned around, like in basically in their quotes retirement, started Wicked Weed, and they were then, definitely
1: serial entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah,
3: and then someone here comes someone else that's so like, we'll give you another butt ton of money to just take your branding and everything off your hands. They're like, all right, <laughs> we're used to doing this. Yeah, yeah.
1: no, they 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 definitely had a, uh, they definitely had a. Not really a pattern. They had a goal from the very start of building a brand that would sell.
2: Those were, yeah, those were entrepreneurs that, that want, that, that timed everything well. They got in on the, the sour thing just before it became, you know, kind of the thing at the moment for, for craft beer and then, uh, and then sold out at kind of just the right time. Uh-huh. Or at least maybe just just a little bit after the right time.
3: I would say uh, peak right time because it yeah, was peak, peak right time was... is
2: Ballast Point.
3: <laughs> okay,
2: hey, they made it good. Uh, but yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking a lot, of, talking a lot of crap about constellation uh, for for a what we're drinking segment. Uh, I think yeah. we probably
3: need to. <laughs> yeah, we need to wrap this up.
2: Uh, well, uh, today's episode was uh, written mostly by Wikipedia. I'm not going to lie. We uh, This was one that we needed to kind of like read kind of what happened in, you know, as it uh, condensed and, you know, in, in as pure a form as we could and then react to it. Not, uh, not necessarily jazz it up, because if we jazz it up... <laughs> It felt wrong. (laughs) At that point, I'm just trying to make a fancy way to say they died.
0: So if you Uh, pass it up, it's springtime for Hitler,
2: winter for Poland and France. (laughs) Uh, uh, But yeah, we got the resources from uh, BBC.com for the uh, uh, Lithuanian deaths, uh, and then Wikipedia for the uh, Scottish and uh, English deaths. Just kind of how you have to break that one down, isn't it? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Subscribe and get some great resources at Have a Great Show. Oh, my goodness. Keep this up. (sighs) I was too busy sending you all memes. Uh, Subscribe (laughs) and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com. Follow us at Have a Drink Show on social media and twitch.tv
3: uh
2: you could you could tell us you have a drink ask a question leave some general feedback you can email us at feedback at haveadrinkshow.com you can also leave some feedback page on the website you could listen to the show and give us some some good feedback as uh as you're listening or you know just send us some memes
3: <laughs> all joking fun aside we would like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly hmm. and stay i don't know don't don't do anything that led to these deaths. Mm. Don't don't be <laughs> making illegal knockoff uh, vodka.
0: Only you I feel can like that's sh- alcohol fires. <laughs> feel,
3: uh, don't, don't smoke know, only, while distilling.
2: There's a good one. I was gonna say I don't think only you, but definitely a good advice is yeah. don't smoke while distilling.
0: Generally. Um Yes, yeah, so uh <laughs> Check us out in another couple of weeks for the next live episode. And remember to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow and haveadrinkstore.com as another way to support the show. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
3: I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker.
1: I'm Case Price. We'll see you next time.
3: Bye, guys. real uplifting. house. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs>